you're listening to Shields Up, a Star Trek podcast from More Trek Media. So Nev, I've been thinking, if you ever met an alien race, how would you go about communicating with them? Wow, that's that's a that's a pretty big question to ask. Um, I I don't know. I think um, would we? If you look at the Voyager yep. probes, we sent out golden disks on those with with maps to the solar system, locating pulsars, and then working out the distance with with uh, with hydrogen uh, molecules, H2. Um, I think that it's probably better people to ask that question of than me, but that's probably a good place to start. Okay, good. Which is a good place to start because today we are talking about that very thing. How do you communicate with an alien race that you can't communicate with? In Next Generation episode, Series 5, Episode 2, Darmok, and Picard is trapped on an alien planet with an alien captain who speaks an incomprehensible language, and they must learn to communicate before a deadly creature overwhelms them. Luckily, we're talking about this, seeing as this is the one we've been watching this last week. <laughs> yes, um, and this was this was your pick, mm-hmm. uh, and what can I say about it? It was... Do you know, I'll be honest with you, the very first time I watched this, I found it really tiresome. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry. Well, um, no, you've got no, you've got no um, class. So carry on, what were you saying? Well, we all have <laughs> our faults, and that, that is evidently mine. Um, I just don't match up to you in that sense. <laughs> but the... I then sort of sat and I thought about it, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought this is really I thought this is really interesting and so I went back and watched it again and again and then finally for a fourth time today oh, right. I love this episode this is a fantastic choice it's got so many levels to it and I think it really really it pulls out um, Patrick Stewart's uh, thespian side mm-hmm. Well, look, I just love the episode. Let's get into it. What do you? Yeah. What, what, where, where were you coming out with this? What, what, I, what were you thinking of this? I, it's it's one of those things. When I first saw it, I was young, and it's not not a lot happens in it. You know, I mean, there is a monster in it. That's that's all cool, isn't it? And that's a space battle. So I'm talking rubbish when I say nothing happens in it. It's got everything. You've got <laughs> you've got uh, tension. You've got like people who can't communicate properly you know trying to work together without understanding each other's language you have a space battle you have a monster that attacks them but the, the overall idea of the show i think was lost on preteen me but it is one of my favorite episodes now watching it as an adult about how difficult it is to communicate or get a point get across your point even if we're speaking the same language um like the universal translator it in this episode it 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 gets the um the language it translates that but because they speak to speak in a uh quote metaphorical language you don't understand the the story behind the quote that they're saying there's a yeah good, there's a good bit in there later where uh, they're talking about it and troy says um well, if i said to you juliet on the balcony and um and it's like a uh, image of romance but that only matters if you know who Juliet is and why she was on the balcony and the same with this whole thing where where Captain Tyrell keeps saying to Picard um, Dharma and Jalad at Tanagra um, 
he's trying to say is you know two people working together to overcome a <laughs> do, do you know what the um I, when i first watched this i thought i recognize that voice <laughs> that's uh, that guy has it's got a really distinctive voice and then it dawned on me a few seconds later i'm like that's captain terrell from <laughs> yeah. rat the khan <laughs> yeah that's and right, yeah. instead of calling him Captain Darthon, you've just called him Captain Tyrell. <laughs> yes, I know, because I couldn't remember the name Darthon. Sorry, <laughs> no. I remember. I remember all the, like the, uh, like the um, uh, the sayings. Like you know, I couldn't remember his name, so I could actually say Shaka when the walls fell. You know, yeah. the metaphor for failure. I, yeah. I like. I like this where um, the captain um, Dathon is is trying really, really hard to be able to communicate and puts himself and Picard in mortal danger to just try to open a line of dialogue to try yeah. to um, to get them to speak and I really like it and Picard you're right Picard does bring out his like amazing you know his Shakespearean training and acting and everything but he does do a very British thing when speaking to um, Dathon you know he says something and then in in a British way where you don't understand can't speak the other person's language he says it louder and slower in english <laughs> you know. Do, do you know what this this, this episode <laughs> right so this episode reminded me so much of a, of a personal experience of mine mm -hmm. um so in order to communicate with with my wife's parents mm -hmm. who are polish and didn't speak speak a lick of english mm -hmm. i I knew a smattering of Polish at the time, but I, I, I decided I was going to learn properly the language, uh, and so and so, of course, I did. But before that, um, trying to talk to her father, he did exactly the same thing. <laughs> if it's not English, speaks <laughs> slowly and loudly, but just in <laughs> Polish because that way I'll understand, right? <laughs> yeah, that's like Picard does this all the time. It's like uh, where um, Dathon gives him the. Um, gives him the fire you know uh temba his arms wide and throws the fire to him and he goes yeah. thank you thank you <laughs> it's a universal thing this is what's going to happen if if we do meet aliens we'll just and speak slowly and loudly yeah we'll speak slowly and loudly and they'll do the same thing yeah and then no one's going to understand what anyone else is saying but it's yeah. all going to be okay we're all going to work it out yeah but there, there, are, there are other things like, dude, just just a couple more anecdotes, and then we can get back to the episode. <laughs> yeah, so um, we, sorry, we, we, we bought this house, and um, my, my father-in-law comes over in order to help us do it up, because we bought one that was, it was a mess, uh, intentionally. Uh, and, and then we set about doing the place out, replastering and all of that. And uh, we're moving some floorboards around, and, and he's going... Dlamnia, Dlachebia, Dlamnia, Dlachebia, which translates to to you, to me, to you. <laughs> he's, to me. he's channeling his, his inner Chuckle Brothers, is he? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I never. So, so, you know, we could start dialogue with a, with a, with an alien species with, you know, the Chuckle Brothers. I, I think that would be a, a great place to get started. Well, who knew that there were great ambassadors for the human race? I I don't think even they know. No. Oh, one of them. <laughs> well, I don't think even they knew in their prime. Mm. 
So anyway, sorry, back to the episode. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I do like this. Um, Picard, Patrick Stewart does, does this really well. And, and Picard is great anyway, because he's he's all for the challenge and the mystery that he needs to solve. This has been proven time and again in, in Next Gen that he likes to have a problem to solve. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and he does this pretty good. As, as soon as he sort of grabs that idea and he understands it it he um he can he can start communicating with Dathan yeah unfortunately Dathan's mortally wounded by that point but um but it's 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 good it's, it's a good thing for Picard I, I, there's some other rep, uh, characters in this that I quite like um there's some good captaining by Riker in this episode oh yeah he gets very manly in this one doesn't he, he does he is a manly man um not quite as manly as um Khan's chest but he's he's up there but he's 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 tempering his knee-jerk reaction of attacking and stuff you know like Worf is always you know I want to shoot something and it's it's always like a challenge or or we need to fight them if we if we destroy the ship now then we'll end this stalemate or or whatnot and uh Riker's like you know I will do that if I've got no other options but he he um times in here where uh, Riker loses his patience but because he's becoming a better captain because he under Picard that he he keeps that a lot less on the down low I think yeah you get you get a different kind of sort of cultural perspective when Worf talks as well don't you because he's talking about well clearly this is a this is a challenge between Mm -hmm. champions yeah uh, which which would which is a it's a very Klingon attitude Mm. and it doesn't it doesn't surprise me and and um Obviously, as you said, Riker, Riker tempers that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like going from somebody who's quite warlike, militaristic, like Worf, Dathan has two knives in his hands, and then beams him and Picard down to the planet where they can't get him back. So it's like, from his perspective, that's exactly what it is. You know, throwing down the gauntlet, mm-hmm. as it were. Yeah. So I've got two knives. There's two of us. You're going to have one. I'm going to have the other, and we're going to duke it out. Yeah, yeah. It is this, this whole concept of them speaking in in metaphor is it, it is it does end up being quite beautiful actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole idea we're we're quite literal. Well, when we speak, and when you consider older texts like by Dickens and so on with a lot more flowery language um, it, it does really bring into sharp focus how we use metaphor culturally when we speak mm-hmm. so we're speaking English we're, we're both Brits and so if I said something to you as Machiavellian you'd know it immediately what I'm talking about mm-hmm. whereas other cultures may have may have something else that they, that they would that they would use to represent the same idea mm-hmm I think, and, uh, yeah. Sorry, go on. I didn't try. No, 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 it's all right. I was going to say, like, the universal translator doesn't really help in this situation either, because it's translating them into a language they understand, like into English, obviously, um, for what they're saying. Because the, it's it's English they're speaking, but metaphorically, you see. So the universal translator can translate what they're saying into the words, but would it be different if it ha- it understood the story behind the metaphor because I was, I was doing a lot of research and reading about this episode and there's this bit about the universal translators about China 
the Universal Translator icons for um, China in Chinese are jade and like walled mm -hmm. city or, or walled something. Um, so would the Universal Translator translate that into English as China, or would it say walled jade or jade or, or however it is um, translated like that? Yeah, I mean, if you if you didn't if you didn't program it with the context, then clearly it's it's going to do it quite literally and turn it into jade wall or something. Yes, or, something or whatever like it is. Yeah, I can't remember, and, and I'm sure I've probably just upset some people <laughs> by, by saying that. But but like um, another thing, like, I do really really like this episode, but I am going to find faults in it. I was thinking about it on my fourth watch yesterday was um, at the end when Picard is understanding why didn't Dathan just tell him the story of Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra rather than just repeating Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra because Picard goes through the story obviously it's for story's sake isn't it and it wouldn't be as great if they're just sitting there going Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra like, Darmok was a dude because like uh, they have to um, understand the story to know what the phrases are yeah or, or couldn't they expand on the story that, that I, I do agree with you on that it is a little frustrating that, that, that they mm. they speak quite literally in metaphors all the yeah, time because he understands he clearly understands what Picard is saying to him because he goes Darmok you know and then he goes on the ocean isolation he's sort of like nodding along with yeah. him you know and they go so they left together as friends and he's like yeah and they go so he understands what he's saying he's just it's just <laughs> refusing to telling the story it's not necessarily that is i think because uh, um troy does say that it's it's part of their 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 makeup mm. um it's uh, i can't remember precisely what she says but it's something along the something along the lines of that is the way that they they think uh, and their their she says their sense of ego mm. isn't isn't to the point where they can describe things from their perspective they have to describe it from the perspective of uh, a metaphor yeah which is excellent because that segues greatly into this bit um i found a uh, memo from the writer to michael pillar mm -hmm. about this episode it says um so it's, it's talking about the basic theme of communication is there just what doesn't work is making all our difficulties ultimately just a language barrier problem that is eventually overcome instead the enterprise and the aliens could be operating on two different modes of styles of consciousness there's some background several years ago a historical anthropologist wrote a book called the origin of the consciousness and the breakdown of the bicameral mind his thesis was the ego the part of us which referred to as i or me or in other words self-consciousness is a relatively recent development biologically speaking that occurred around 5,000 years ago during the egyptian civilization so we've developed from that you know you could say we've developed the sense of the ego but these guys haven't so their whole language structure or how they perceive everything would be totally different yeah the it is it's it's a heavily cultural question mm. heavily so and and i think that this is you know that one one would imagine that so meeting two cultures meeting completely different one uses say for example um uses oral tradition one uses written one whichever one it happens to be is more technologically advanced than the other and and so you get, you're going to end up with 
completely different approaches to life as well as different languages as well so not not only have you got different languages you've got different concepts mm. with from between the two and so I can I can imagine that that's um, at least in Earth's history those things have caused some issues in the past mm-hmm. well, some <laughs> yes <laughs> the the occasional tiff yep so yeah that might be understating it slightly but <laughs> you get the idea <laughs> <clears throat> That's right. So I like um, Dathan is just um, determined to be able to get dialogue going in this and um, trying to get it. And he knows that the monster's there as well, mm-hmm. um, hoping that you know by physically reenacting the story of Dharma Kunjalad at Tanagra, they can somehow begin to understand. And, and, and that's that that for for, for some time actually. <clears throat> first couple of watches I, I saw this and I thought well okay look I appreciate the story I see what happens I don't know why they're going there and I don't know why they end up here I don't know why the ship is in the Tamarian ship is impeding the Enterprise from rescuing the captain mm-hmm. whether it be through transport muddling field or whether or shooting the nacelle out on the um, on the shuttle Mm. Um, and it dawned on me, I thought, oh, they've met seven times in the past hundred years, is what they say. Yeah. And none of those meetings have been successful. So now they're going to try and bring to life one of their metaphors in order to communicate. And mm. indeed, it's, it's said at, at the end, Captain Darthon gave up his life because that was more, it was more, it was less important. His life was less important than establishing communication with the federation mm. and 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 so i it, like i say it took me a couple of watches to really appreciate this episode and i think going back to what you said earlier if uh, i'd seen this when i was uh, when it came out when I was, I was 11 or 12 or something like that i in no way would have appreciated this at all that that depth of the the episode because i mean like when the monster attacks that's pretty cool um, you know, and there's a bit of a space battle near the end as well. That's yeah, I like the, 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 the pew pew and all of that. Business, yeah, but, but there's <laughs> there's a lot of talking. There's a, there's a lot of shoehorned bits in this just to give the cast something to do. Yes. You know, like uh, Troy and Data trying to figure out um, the language of them and, and what it is, and they're running you know searches, and then they find out that Tanagra is an island on a planet, and Darmok was a mythohistorical hunter on that same planet so they've got a basis but they but like, as they explain they don't know the story so they don't know what it means yeah and and so finally by doing that they they get part way there but it's, it's it's picard who it's only picard who experiences darmok and jalad at tanagra mm. when he finally gets it and it really guys so frustrating he finally gets it mm. um you know without you know, Shaka when the walls fell. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> finally, hang on. He finally gets it. Sokarth, his eyes uncovered. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for that phrase. I had it written down. Yeah. Sokarth, his eyes uncovered. uncovered. And then suddenly he's like, no, 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 That's stop right. it. Yeah, bloody Ashley Judd. <laughs> She's a pain. Did you notice her in the background there working with... Um, working with LaForge. Was that Ashley Judd? That's Ashley Judd in her first credited um, appearance on on screen. Oh, well, she's um, well, she's progressed mightily since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was she was in this <laughs> episode and then a couple of episodes later called The Game, 
where she was running around with Crusher. I, I have to say that Jordan LaForge is the master techno babbler. Isn't he? He's incredible. I have no idea what he was talking about. He probably has no idea what he's talking about, but he was. I was convinced that mm-hmm. he knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, all of them talking there. You know, when he says, uh, "Change the the bobby pin on the Hujima flip," I was like, "Wow!" He, they, like, you know, and um, what's her name? Ashley Judd's character, uh, Leffler just says yeah blah 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 increasing to 7.32 or wherever it was i'm like well they know what they're talking about great yeah, engineers i i'm i'm i was convinced mm. I, yeah. I was absolutely convinced. i mean you know obviously you know lavar burton he could say anything to me and i'll go yeah yep. yeah that that sounds great that's perfect mm-hmm. in fact do you know what i've got some shelves i need to have put up i think he'd be a good man to have around here because <laughs> yeah. even if he doesn't know what he's doing i'll sit here and cheer him on because he'll sat he'll he'll, he'll convince me without a doubt he'll yeah. know what he's doing and even if they turn up at like 45 degrees i'll go yeah that's a great job yeah that's fantastic him and him and o'brien is who you need because o'brien <laughs> just sort of like he's just there and gets stuff done because he's just sort of in the transport room isn't he and they go o'brien do this thing and he's like Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, that's done. Now what? <laughs> yeah, know, O'Brien just grouches his way through stuff. He, he, he grouches his way he, through. He hasn't got the um, the the expression the expressive skills of um, LaForge. <laughs> no, no, that's very true. But you're right though. It's it's frustrating. It's massively frustrating. He goes, you know, he understands everything. You know, so cough, his eyes uncovered, and then they, they get attacked, and then they try and beam him out, and they just start yeah. going, oh, "I just can't get him." And it's yeah. like, "Let him go! You can't get him! Just let him go back!" No, my God, no! The guy's getting killed by the invisible triceratops thing. And, yeah, it's just, just like, no. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, he really, you could really sense his frustration. He said it. He was like, "No, no." Yeah. Because <laughs> he was about to about to go and be you know the the open fist um and 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 be the sort of the the pincer movement on this thing yeah. and, and 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 he's sitting there just i don't know how conscious they are in a transporter beam but he can he can see him being killed basically yeah as soon as and, it comes in he was about to go and then he got caught in the transporter field and then he's back and the monster's gone and and dathon's all messed yeah, up it, 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 <laughs> that was really really frustrating i mm. could i could feel that um, it just um, I've lost my thread sorry I <laughs> know oh, you're, okay. you're okay yeah no it's, it's horribly frustrating but I like the, the ending you know where um, Dathon is there and Picard's looking after him Picard actually got the fire going this time which is which mm-hmm. is uh, you know an achievement in itself and then he's speaking to him but using like a Tamarian metaphor to get him to speak more yeah you know it's like uh, Temba his arms wide tell me more about <laughs> tell, tell me more about Dharmak and Jalad at Tanagra and then yeah. he understands he the, the story is two people meeting overcoming an obstacle and leaving together as friends mm. like the beast at Tanagra which is again Dathan took Picard there to literally live out a story to yeah. to understand the um to to uh un- get a line of communication going I think it's great it, it, does, it does sort of raise raise the question of of, of... If that's their concept of speaking and thinking, mm. then are they all educated in that way? Not necessarily in a potentially deadly situation, but are they all educated by putting their, you know, their, their students 
into that situation so they can live it and understand it. I think that was probably a last ditch attempt because mm -hmm. I think this is what I don't understand, you know, like they're teaching their children stories. Mm -hmm. So rather than just saying Dharmak and Jalad at Tanagra, there's got to be a whole epic behind that about who Dharmak was, and who Jalad was and their journey, the fight against the beast at Tanagra. Them yeah, why, 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 why did they go to Tanagra in the first place? Why, yeah, why did Dharmak go there? Why did Jalad go there? You know, that's it. There's got to be like an oral tradition of, which is probably why they wanted to do the shortcut to understand it, because there could be, it could be like the, the to know Dharmak and Jalad at Tanagra might be to know by heart the Lord of the Rings story. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't teach that to somebody quickly and to get to understand everything because you'd be like why are you telling me the story about these people when all you could say is like yeah you know we've met we've met and and we'll move on as friends which is basically what dharma can at tanagra is so the children it's, i think there's a bit more to it there i mean this is the facing adversity together mm. yes yeah yeah to become friends by fighting the common enemy that's right but i think perhaps that the Tamarians spend their youth listening to all these stories to understand the metaphors that they're speaking. Yeah. You know, like Shaka, when the walls fell, it means failure. Mm -hmm. But Shaka is obviously a town or city, well, I'm taking from context of the thing, when the city got destroyed, much like, say, um, Troy with the horse. Yeah, the Trojan horse, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because we could say that as like, you know, like Juliet on her balcony, we could say the wooden horse at Troy to mean subterfuge and trickery, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, but to understand that, you need to know the story. So they must spend a lot of time telling each other stories. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so many different examples you can make from it. So Chris let the sleeping dogs lie. You know, Yeah. <laughs> if I insert you into that phrase. That's right. So. It, it, and, and it's that's if we said if I say that you, you know what I'm talking about already mm -hmm. yes yeah because I understand the context of the story isn't it you know, yeah. the only one that they fully understand at the end of the episode is Picard and Dathon at El Adril which doesn't mean new friends but overcoming because they've already have one for that a story for that this is like their new story which they'll go and tell everyone Picard and Dathon at El Adril was successful first contact. I, I really liked that touch at the end. I thought that was that was great because now Picard and, and Darthon at Eladril has now entered their lexicon. Yes. And yeah. they will tell this story and it will it will percolate throughout their society mm -hmm. and in the future when people talk about first contact um, or two people becoming friends mm. in the face of adversity like <laughs> um, two people become friends in the face of adverse, adversity like Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra mm -hmm. this story would then imply that they become friends they overcome their, their, the, the challenge mm. but one of them passes away and in this case it's Darthan yeah, it, it could be thinking like, you know, like successful first contact, you know, like at the beginning where um, the first officer of the Tamarians is, is like, going, oh, you know, this is ridiculous. Because basically it's saying like, they don't understand. What's the point? A mirror, his sails unfurled means let's just go. Exactly. You yes. know, he's like, going, they don't understand, you know, um, but Dathon is like very much 
we've we need to work this out so in the future you could say like when they meet another race and they're just doing it they could just say picard and dathon at el adril means successfully like the whole story of that like dathon um used the story of of Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra to open com- communication. So let's try that again. Yeah, it becomes another layer to mm. the Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra story because now that's included in this other metaphor. Yeah, I did like his um he silences his second in command with the the River Tamar in winter. Yeah, the River <laughs> Tamar in oh. winter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And and that conjures the image of a river frozen over. So essentially, he's saying, "Be still." Which, yeah. Exactly. It, it's it's quite good. I mean, you can after watching it quite a lot, you can uh, understand what they're trying to say. You know. I think it does take a couple of watches to really appreciate it. Mm. As I say, the first the first watch was a bit irritating, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. But then I put it into context, and and I, I as I say, I, I I drew upon my own personal experience with things, um, trying to communicate, learning a language with um, that was that's very different, you know, Slavic as opposed to what are we Germanic, I suppose, um, which is quite 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 different, mm-hmm. and it really just it made sense, and of course. The interaction between Dothan and and, and and Picard is 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 great, and you can really you do feel towards the end of it there is a, there is a good connection between between the two actors, and I think they play off each other quite well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. I think Picard really liked this episode. I mean, Patrick Stewart really liked this episode. Um, Patrick Stewart said um, this episode is worthy of winning awards. Brilliantly written episode based on the myth of Gilgamesh uh, with one of our most distinguished guest stars, Captain Tyrell. Yep. Uh, Paul Winfield. Yes, is, I know. It's Paul Winfield. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I, I thought we, we, we needed to recognise his name yeah, in there because yeah. he's not only known for Star Trek. No, no. He, he's, he's been nominated for numerous awards in the past mm. as well so it's a paul winfield is the name yeah it is a good thing because it does have parallels with the epic of gilgamesh as well you know like picard is telling dathon the story of gilgamesh you know yeah. and then enkidu and how they became friends they fought somebody but uh, you know the what was it the great bull of heaven and they fought together and Gilgamesh struck it down, but um, Enduku was yeah. killed. And, and it's, it's easy to imagine, based upon him retelling the story of Gilgamesh, mm. how we could have developed more along the lines of the, the Tamarians. Mm-hmm. Because we have so much history. I mean, here in, in, in Britain, of course, let's take, for example, Arthur. Yeah. So if I say that somebody is, oh, Oh, right, yeah, so, you're right, mate, yeah, yeah, oh, your buddy's here, yeah, he's, he's quite the Lancelot, isn't he? You know, the, the implication that, you, you you already got it, the implication there is that um, your buddy hangs around a lot and's probably got his eye on your other half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, although he's a brave, fearless, upright, good guy, he's, he perhaps, to... you keep an eye on him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You, we could, we could quote metaphor for these things all day long couldn't we to to say the same things 
as what the writers in this brilliant episode have said you know Tamark the river Tamark in winter it's instantly you know that's like silence yeah, and quiet exactly. there's there's a, a uh, another one here so it's Che Diablo movie the Branots yeah which is where the devil says goodnight oh that's very poetic <laughs> it is very poetic but basically it means the the back of beyond <laughs> oh, right okay <laughs> like you are far away from anything <laughs> i know the, the back of beyond is is uh, problematic in itself if you don't know what that means middle of yeah. nowhere <laughs> exactly so yeah. you know you, you hear that and you go when the devil says good night oh uh what you know mm. and without without having that cultural context behind it or, or knowing that phrase you're going to be like oh well that I don't know am I under a church or <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right what I don't I don't know am I at a crossroads or what what's going on yeah oh, oh down to the crossroads yeah that could be that yeah mm. oh yeah I've never got a hang of uh, playing the guitar so maybe I should pop down there maybe sell your soul and again so. that is another metaphor isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's it, it is it is it's coming out of us in spades now, isn't it? Now we're just sort of thinking about it. We're just how we normally talk is yeah. is full how of we it. normally talk is full of it. I, do you know what? That I that, that certainly applies <laughs> to me, mate. Well, well, I would say very much myself as well. <laughs> I don't think you could have said it better. Mm. I'm actually <laughs> totally full of it. <laughs> I don't even, I can't even remember where, where are we going from here. No, I don't know. I don't know. The I yeah I I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've got this um, site up. I just wanted to get some um, Polish phrases. Mm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna inject any more Polish stuff. I just I just I just felt the um, uh, where the devil says good night one was really good. I have heard that before as well. <laughs> but I have also heard this one as well. And it's, it just, it's, it's really funny. It's like, Nimwe Siak, Nimwe Malpe. Yeah. Yeah. Not my circus, not my monkeys. Oh, I know that one, yeah. <laughs> not my circus, not my monkeys. Is, is, do we say that as well? Yeah, it's just, yeah, something similar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think that's brilliant. The first I might... time I heard that, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And then, and then it dawned on me, I'm like, Oh, okay, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I've, I've, I used that at work when somebody was going on about something. It's something that's not looked after us by me or fixed by me. They have to phone these other people to get it mm -hmm. fixed. And I said, look, mate, this isn't my circus and these aren't my monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. brilliant. I've, I've, I don't think I've ever heard it in in English, but I, mm. I, I, think it's, I think it's a fantastic phrase. It's great. It is, it is. There is, we've talked an awful lot about just the cultural elements of this and, mm -hmm. and the language elements and, I mean, this is what the episode is all about and, as you know, I, I love my languages. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to regale you with any more, I promise. Um, however, you know, uh, just going toward the end uh, we've got the shooty shooty pew 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 and i think that's all we need to cover on that particular aspect isn't it yeah because they, they take out the um dampening field the you know the hand wavium to stop the card from being able to communicate with the ship mm -hmm. um 
I and think then, it's powered by. Is that powered by unobtainium? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. It is uh, in a heavily shielded reactor, which they managed to take out by shooting it in. They said it's it's in a it's in a thing, but in a heavily shielded area behind the reactor core. So they shoot it in three different places on the ship. If you notice the cutscene, it goes to the back, middle, and the front of the ship. So that's a heck of a generator, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and then the, the Tamarians open fire straight back mm-hmm. while they're trying to get the Picard up and they get him mm-hmm. just in time as well because Triceratops invisible guy was just about to grab him. Um, just just, just before we get to rescuing mm-hmm. Picard, there is something that really disturbs me about right. the Tamarian ship. And it, do you know what? I think they would be the perfect allies against the Borg because did you see how quickly they took down the Enterprise's shields? Yeah. It, seconds. I know. I know, like, they, they opened fire before the shields were back up because they were trying to grab hold of Picard because they had to, they, you know, the shields are down. They opened yeah. fire on the Tamarian vessel, had to wait for the, sh- the, the field to dissipate, grab Picard, transport him up, and then get the shields back on. Mm-hmm. They hit him enough times in that time to perhaps damage like some shield generators or, or, or what have you on the Enterprise, but still a few shots and they were going. That's it. We're done. Another shot, another hit, and then we're dead. Luckily for them, Picard runs up shouting Taymark, the River Taymark in winter. That was a, that was a nice ending as well. I I, mm. I like the I like the conclusion when he walked up to them and then he started speaking in their own not only their own tongue but their own their own concepts. And it was it was left at peace, and mm. especially when he says, um, "Timber, his his arms open mm. with with the knife," and the reaction to that, I did mm. like that too. Yeah, I, I, it, it is it is good where Picard understands the metaphors enough and what they mean to be able to successfully communicate with uh, with the Tamarian first officer. I think it's just it's a shame we don't we don't see these guys in any future episodes. Yeah, I think that it's it's one of those races where what more could you do with with them? Because you you they've already got rid of all the conflict that they could possibly have. Because I mean, Troy says at the beginning, you know, they they've got good intentions. Mm-hmm. You know, they've they you know there's lack of communication, but they they want to be friends and they want to. No, I I wonder if it's just because they want to know new stories. You know, like um, when Dathon is uh, lying there and he wants to, uh, Picard to tell him a story, and mm-hmm. so Picard tells him that the epic of Gilgamesh you know I think it just identifies the Tamarians of like do like a good story and that's why they're because it's based in their language you know every single thing that they say but I can't see what else would they would be able to do with the Tamarians I think that end up apart from the Borg (laughs) well apart apart from being allies against the Borg um, I think they'll probably end up just being sort of background aliens like the like the Andorians the Tellarites and so, anybody, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I see your point on that. That's mm. a, that's a fair point. I think the, the the ending with Picard at the window as well was was a nice touch. Respect mm. to his his new but now fallen friend. Mm. I do like what um, he uh, they say to each other. You know, after the they close communications after um, Picard tells them about their captain who's died, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and um, Riker says, "New friends, captain." He says, "I can't say number one, but at least they're not new enemies, which is yes, <laughs> which is a win in in his book, I think, as well. You know, yeah, it could have gone well. It was in serious danger of going really awry mm. until Picard stepped back on the bridge, wasn't it? 
Oh yeah, because they, they carried on firing. I think because they yeah. wouldn't have because there's, there's no communication and and like the first officer was was like, oh, there's no point in speaking to these people anyway. Let's just go because they're idiots and they don't understand what yeah. we're saying. Yeah, you've got that first officer and then you've got Wolf being all combative. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, fortunately, exactly. Riker kept his cool. Not for long, but kept his cool for long enough. Yeah. Although, yeah, I'm, one of the one of the uh, first officers' log, I'm, um, you know, we're running out of time, and I'm running out of patience. Yeah. <laughs> I, just like I just like it. It's totally different from the from the. Oh, let's see what's going on over here, and let's see if we can be all pally pally, which is uh, Picard's usual thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, think, I think Picard tempers the testosterone in the room a <laughs> yes, little bit, so doesn't something, he? <laughs> something needs to. <laughs> so, yeah, I really enjoyed that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, as, as I said, I love languages and and the whole nuances in them. So thank mm-hmm. you for choosing this no, one. I thought, I it thought was you a would like brilliant this one. pick. It was, yeah. a, it was, as I say, for anyone who's going to watch this episode, if you haven't watched it before, watch it one time and then give it a little and then watch it again mm. you'll appreciate it so much more uh very much so like russell davis who you know the writer of the new um, doctor who stuff mm-hmm. he's never seen this episode because he liked the premise so much that he would rather think about it forever than watch oh, really? it yeah he wow. said yeah yeah because because the premise of it is is great you know if you get a synopsis and they say like yeah these these people speak in metaphor and they don't they can't understand you know and and there's like you see you'd be like actually that's pretty cool and being a creative sort of person like he is be like in how many ways could that expand out or what could happen in these things where uh, how would you have to learn the stories behind the words yeah yeah well we, we we speculated about that do they put them in the in the very situation to learn the story or, or how, how does that work it, it yeah. is it is it's got so many layers to it and i think the, the more you think about it especially if you haven't seen it i suppose and the more you think about it the the, the more there is to it i mean how the, how do they express their technology for example this is a phaser this is how it works well they, they can't say it like that can they no. I suppose if you start taking it down in terms of sort of um, the, the concept of making things smaller and smaller and smaller and then you start making metaphors about the smaller and smaller and smaller things but still using the same metaphor oh god it, it's great anyway mm. yeah I, I was just wondering how they would they, I mean there's spacefaring civilization so they're obviously warp capable they've got phases on there you know they all these things how to you know, there, there's that scene where um geordie is talking to leffler configuring everything how do they communicate those oh obviously numbers are numbers mm-hmm. but you know how do you say oh you know uh change this or like uh increase the output of the phase manifold or whatever you know there'd be a metaphor for that and then the numbers would just yeah, be under they, they've got to have a metaphor for everything Mm. And I think that just boggles the mind. Mm. Yeah, that, that does me. I just think, think more and more about how how the heck would you even... <laughs> would anything get done? Because you'd spend a lifetime just learning the stories behind each metaphor and then having to remember them. But then again, yeah. I mean, like, we learn, we know lots of words. I know lots of words, but I don't know the full understanding of all I know of lots, of, lots of words with more than five letters. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. 
yeah. I'm quite proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> there was a joke the other day. It's, um, <laughs> it said, like, I, I use big words in conversation because I think it makes me see more photosynthesis. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That is a terrible joke. Well, that, that is a proper dad joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, next episode is my pick are you going to pick TNG TOS uh, DS9 Voyager no we're going to go for something else this time this this one is is Voyager right and the episode is called Distant Origin season 3 episode 23 and it's got dinosaurs oh so <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that it, it it this is this is where you and I must mm. both don our tinfoil hats. Uh, <laughs> oh, because like you know, there might be an actual trying to out the British or our family. You mean? Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe so, so maybe they're involved somewhere. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we're going to have a, yeah special guest star David Ike and um, dinosaurs and Catherine Janeway. So I'm very much looking forward to this one because it it, it appeals to it's one it, it appeals to one of the one of the slightly more is it out there or is it possible conspiracy theories right and it's also just a really enjoyable episode as well uh, and it's a great allegory for a number mm. of things too so that will be it uh, distant origin voyager episode 23 of season 3 Right, I'm looking forward to seeing this. I will admit that I didn't really watch a huge amount of Voyager, so I, it will be. I enjoy I enjoy Voyager. I'm looking forward to mm. looking forward to doing a couple of these episodes. But I thought we'd just um, we'd just throw a Voyager episode in there just to test the water a bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds I, good. It so sounds good. straight back to TNG for the rest of the year after this one, I think. <laughs> well, it, it, my choice will be a TNG episode. <laughs> do you want to sign? Do Sign off. Yes. Do, do you want to sign us off, mate? Yes. Thanks very much for listening to Shields Up, a Star Trek podcast. I've been Chris. I'm Nev. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.